Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to More Than Amused podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hi everybody and welcome back to More Than a Muse. I'm Stani. And I am Sadie. We're happy to have you back with our regularly regular scheduled episodes and this one's kind of fun because i feel like it's almost like a part two in a way but like not if you listen to last week's which if you haven't you should oh yeah but we talked about it briefly where so amy beach is who we covered last week and she did a lot of like essay writing article writing about music and especially about like education and almost like tips and tricks right for new Mm -hmm. upcoming musicians and there was a certain article that I stumbled upon that she wrote when I was doing my research for last week's episode that was just called to the girl who wants to compose and I read it and I really loved it and I was just like okay there's so much like in here like even topic wise that I would want to talk about on the podcast but like I was presenting on a whole person for the last episode and so I was like okay there's no way I can fit that all in. So I asked Stan, you here. Mm -hmm. I almost just called you Stan Stan. I like it. (laughs) That's okay. We'll own it. I asked Stan Stan here, high school nickname researching. (laughs) I was like, what about this article? And yeah, we're doing it. So if you want the context for the person who wrote this, you can go back. You can listen to it. Amy Beach had a really cool life. But you don't have to have listened to last week's to understand what we're going to talk about this week. So yeah. kind of a part two. But I guess kind of moving backwards before we get started on that, um, you have a cool thing you've been doing lately that I saw on TikTok. Do you yeah. want to share that with everyone? Yeah, sure. I've literally just started it today. So quote unquote lately. But I've had this idea in my head. So have you heard of like the hard 75 challenge? Yes. That's for like working out and it's yeah. insane. I don't know if you know what it is, but it's like work out twice a day for 45 minutes each. Yeah, and, and like one of them has to be outside and drink a gallon of water and you have to read a self-help book. Yeah, 10 pages of self-help book. We could do a whole episode on how much I despise self-help books, but anyway. <laughs> I know. I've I've been through my phases of like reading self-help books and at the end of the day, I'm just like, eh, what was this for? I can't read them and take them seriously. Does that make sense? Yes, and I hope one day I find one that I can. But the fact that I've kind of just I don't even try anymore means that I probably won't. But I know that they help a lot of people. Like I've heard a lot of people that are like it changed changed my my life, life. and I think that's great. I just it's not a thing for me. I I can relate. So I kind of had an idea because like listen, I've been in like the recording and like the finishing up process for a lot of like songs that I had written in the last year. And because that's taken up a bulk of my time, I haven't really been actually writing more songs lately. It's been a while since I finished one. 
and um and every time i like go to start one i just kind of feel stuck creatively mm-hmm. right it's just i don't feel as inspired i don't feel like as much is coming so i decided i'd kind of create my own hard 75 kind of tap type challenge but it's for creativity and it's, it's not also 75 we're starting with 30 days because yeah we like to set manageable expectations for it's ourselves. the easy 30 it's the easy <laughs> wholesome 30 (laughs) here is what i mean granted like i have i've had to like make time for it today but also not that much time that Mm -hmm. it hasn't been like a hindrance on what i needed to get done today you know what i mean yeah no that makes sense but here is what it is so there's five things to do every single day the very first one is to start your day with morning pages Are you familiar with the concept of morning pages? Kind of, not really. Explain it further. (laughs) Perfect. So there's a book that I've read, well, I've read a couple chapters of called The Artist's Way. And the author of that really talks about morning pages. And basically what it is, it's just like free writing for the first, like have it being one of the very first things you do in the day. And I'm just deciding to free write just two full pages in a notebook. I think she recommends three pages. Some things online will say five minutes. Some will say 10 minutes. You can do your own thing. I'm doing two pages, two pages of morning pages to start my day. So I did that today. Nice. Um, So that's what I'm doing starting every morning. The second thing is to move your body just for 20 minutes. I will be focusing on yoga or walking because that is what feels good. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. if you go to the gym, at least 20 minutes, it counts. My third one is to read 10 pages of a fiction book, not a nonfiction book. We're here to read stories. And also, I love reading fiction books. I think I personally tend to get more inspired from fiction books than yeah. nonfiction or self-help. And I think it's because... you still learn lessons from stories. Yes. But also, like, it increases your imagination. And as artists, yeah. that's one of the most important things that I think you have to use. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of the times, self-help and nonfiction don't really push that imagination as much. Yeah, and I think a lot of, like, the self-help books, like, for artists are, like, I don't know. I mean, it's, like, empowering in a way, but it also just, like, reminds me how well I'm not doing. And it's, like, I'm here to be inspired. I want to yeah. read some stories. I don't want to be reminded of how much mm-hmm. more I need to be doing in my life to succeed. You know? Agreed. Agreed. No, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Fourth one is just to, for me, it's to play an instrument for 20 minutes and that's playing my guitar for 20 minutes. I'm taking guitar lessons again lately and it's been fun because I've totally neglected that and I really wanted to get better. And I've been like trying Mm -hmm. to think that it's like, I don't, if someone else were going to take on this challenge theoretically, I like, I want to find a way to like generalize that. So I don't know if it's like do a new skill for 20 minutes or I don't know. Any thoughts? No, I like the idea of just like a newer skill you're working on, but I don't know what that would be for me. Yeah, because I don't want it to feel like homework either. Like, because playing guitar is just fun for me, Mm -hmm. but it's also something I just want to get better at. So maybe it's like do something that you like, but you want to improve on. So it's like not a chore, but like. But also you got to be disciplined at it at the same time. Yeah, like I think yeah. maybe for me it would be like, okay, like I have fun projects that I'm always thinking about. Yeah. But it's like hard to get to them. So it's like, oh, for 20 minutes I can spend it on like my fun stuff. It's like, okay, I like that. It's like mm-hmm. 20 minutes of the fun thing that you maybe neglect. Yeah. And you can kind of define that for whatever your art and niche is. 
Yeah. For me, no, it's I playing like my that. guitar. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth thing is just to document something that inspired you that day. And that's kind of like open-ended. I don't, I can't really decide what it was. I'm kind of taking it more as like creating like an inspiring moment. And I realized that just like being mindful of this today, like I've literally only done it for one day. So we'll see if it actually makes a difference, you know, Mm -hmm. come next month. But like just today, like I, I work from home. And so like during my lunch break, I did a 25 minute yoga video and I wouldn't have done that before. I would have just kind of scrolled on my phone and laid in bed. Right. Yeah. Or like outside, right outside my, um, like back door, there's like a little outside seating area. I went outside and worked out there and like brought my laptop out there, took out a cup of tea, sat outside in the morning and it was like really nice. So I think it's Mm -hmm. like more of like creating just those moments, finding something that inspires you. And today it was sitting outside and enjoying my cup of turmeric ginger tea. So I love that. I I think it might be fun. Yeah, I didn't start my day with a lot of this stuff, but while I was at the car place getting my tires changed, I was reading over this article and I was like, oh, something that inspired me today. And at their office, they had like a coffee table and a side table made out of old car parts. Cool. And it was so cool. And I was just sitting there thinking about like how classy they looked and how it was like once on like one part was like an engine and the other one was a tire and I was like that is such a fun idea like that art could take like these old dirty car parts and like turn them into these cool like high class coffee tables so that was my thing that inspired me I like that and I think the fifth one I think is going to be the hardest thing for me just because I'm not usually like a visual person and I don't really Mm -hmm. seek things like that out but that like oddly enough it's like the simplest thing but I'm a I'm like aha but but what is it so yeah I don't know. but I think no, it'll be good for cool. me yeah and I think that could totally help with creativity in general like all these yeah. things like because like if you're, you're just looking your out for things yeah mm-hmm. like you're just doing all the things that are necessary to make sure you're like slowing down a little yeah that and that's sense. exactly what it is and I because I think yeah. I found lately that if I ever do have a still moment or a moment to slow down I pull out my phone and I'm scrolling on TikTok yeah and I'm just kind of like blocking out noises and then so when I do like sit down and like I'm like I'm gonna write a song it's like I don't I don't I don't even know where to start lately and so I'm yeah. like hoping like you said like I can create and create moments of stillness moments of just like introspection you know Mm -hmm. that is hopefully like doing all the grunt works that if I go and play a song or go and try and write a song hopefully it's coming more naturally next time I love that so yeah that's fun I'm gonna try and join you in it and everyone else should too I'm gonna like I've been like taking little like clips on my TikTok I mean it's like very non-aesthetic you know I I'm going to like, I want to like post every day, like yeah, on my TikTok okay. about this, but it's just funny. Yeah. Like some people on TikTok are like living these beautiful aesthetic lives. And I'm just like, no, I, I'm seeing the trend now of like the be that girl or be the it girl, but not the aesthetic version. And those are like the TikToks that I'm like, yes, this resonates with me so much. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah, I always think it's funny when people are like, this is how I, like, do my day, and they, like, wake up and work out, and they're like, I wake up at 6 a.m., and yet there's, like, light streaming in through the window. Yeah. like, where do you live? Like, are you in Alaska? Like, how is that possible? So I can't understand if they're taking the clips later. And then just making it look pretty. Or if they're not actually waking up at 6 a.m. and they're lying. 
I could see both. Yeah. Because I wake up at 6 a.m. And not to try and be an it girl. I, in fact, today I clocked, <laughs> I woke up 45 minutes after my shift started and yeah. was like, joy to the world. I am late to work. Love that <laughs> for me. But still, I wake up at 6 a.m. every single day. And I can assure you, it is still pretty dark outside. Yeah. Even in the summertime. bright, right? And so it's just weird when it's like people are showing these get ready with me videos or something. And it's like, why is it light? Like, why are you in the sunlight right now? People just manage to live like the most beautiful, clean lives. And I am just so envious. But I also am like, you know what? They're doing it for the gram or the TikTok. It's not always. more power to them. I wish. It's so beautiful, but... It's like, I can do all of those things, and I still live in an unfinished basement, and it's not going to look aesthetic. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I feel like I hate living in a basement, because the lighting is just... Even though I have windows, there's no natural lighting down here. Yeah. It just... It doesn't look good, but... <laughs> that's okay. We're doing our best. <laughs> we will follow your content anyway, Sadie. Follow my content. Yes. My poor, poor lighting, non-aesthetic content (laughs) it's okay but hey it's not about that i'm not we're trying just to you know inspire more creativity it doesn't matter how it what it looks like yeah i love that yeah that should be fun i'm excited shall we talk about amy beaches yes to the young woman composer to the girl who wants to compose that's what it is yes we should so uh, first off one of the things that i love about this is that it could have been like a general article of like to anyone who wants to compose. Yeah. But I love that she took it specifically as like to the girl who wants to compose. Because it's not like, th- I don't think the advice in it was specifically for women per se when you actually read the article. And I think I was expecting it to be more. But even still, I, that's a good point. Like she still said it's to the girl who would like to compose. I thought it was cool. And I don't know exactly what the thought process behind it was. Like I hope she didn't think she wasn't qualified to give comp position advice to everyone (laughs) I could only give it to women but I don't think that was it I think she was just talking about like when she starts off she talks about a a girl girl Mm -hmm. yeah who said to her like oh anyone can write a song and how people had asked her advice before him who were mainly women and so she kind of was like okay like here's what I would say to someone who actually wants to compose I also really like here too because I feel like like the first time I read it through, I was like, is she saying that not everyone can write a song? Like, of course, anyone can write a song. You know what I mean? But as I kind of really understood and like read what she was saying, I was like, no, I think she just has such a high regard and respect for her own art that she's like she acknowledges that like, yeah, technically by an, you know, if, if you change the definition of what a song is, anyone can write a song depending on what you think a song is, you know, but like there is a way to fully Uh dive into this craft and respect it and like here's what you need to know to do that and I I thought that was like a cool line that she walked with like not being condescending to the people who you know aren't maybe taking it as seriously as her but then also being like but if you do want to do it in this way it should be taken seriously you know what I mean exactly no I love it one of the things that resonated with me the most is in the beginning she talks about how like it was kind of that idea of like anyone can like whistle a tune and then like sit down and you know Mm -hmm. technically that's a song but then um she writes about how in a different instance a young man goes into a restaurant gives an order and while waiting for his coffee is seized with an idea having no music paper at hand he catches up the bill of fare and scrawls at lightning speed on the back of it a song called earl king 
and that is Franz Schubert. Schubert. Mm-hmm. And the cool part about that is that she was talking about like one is a great genius where Franz Schubert to him like composite composition is such an absolute necessity that like no surroundings could have stopped him from like creating his art. Like, yeah. There was no barrier between him. Like it didn't matter that he was in a coffee shop. It didn't matter that he was surrounded by people and had no paper. Like it came to him and he had to write it down. Yeah. And then the um, other idea kind of behind this is the thought that like in order to have those moments of like absolute genius, you kind of have to lay down the groundwork before. Yeah. So she was like, talk about the fact that like you have to know a little bit more about composition in order to create something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's. Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, I was just going to say, and that it's, she talks about how it's fun to think of like world famous songs and be like, oh, like, of course, like it was written in a second. Like, why couldn't I do that too? Mm-hmm. But you don't see all of the like years and years and years of work that go into something like that. Yeah. Well, even like with the creativity challenge I've come up with, right? Like in order to have those moments where I can feel inspired, you, I have to do the groundwork to create you know an environment for myself where I can feel inspired and like those self-care things are like you know the kind of things you do it and that's beyond that's not exactly what she's talking about because I know she specifically is talking about like education and you know really making sure you know your stuff so that you're like you just basically have the tools in your your toolkit when that inspiration Mm -hmm. does strike but it's kind of like the same thing that it's like every I think a lot of times we all think like oh I could do that oh I could do that I know that like you hear a lot of comments, especially with like abstract painters, right? Yeah. Or like, I remember oh. going to, what is the, like the big museum in New York called? The Mona, I think. The Mo- yeah, the MoMA. Is that? The MoMA. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Museum um, of Modern Art. Museum of Modern Art. Thank you. I don't know. I couldn't yeah. think of that. No, you're fine. But I went with my grandma when we were like, when I was like 12, 13. And there's so many times that my grandma's like, I could do that. I could have done that. And it's like, yeah, but like you didn't. And also like those artists yeah. have years and years of education backing them up in order to be able to do something like that. Like it's not exactly as exactly. easy as people think it is. Yeah. No, there's like one of my favorite quotes. This is one of my idols, Paula Cher. She's like yeah. a really famous graphic designer. And um, for Citibank, you know their logo with the, the umbrella with the mm-hmm. T and it connects the dots over the eyes. So they were in a rebranding meeting and in five minutes into this meeting of talking to the client she wrote like she sketched out the Citibank logo on a napkin and everyone laughed about it because they were like it took her five minutes and it was a 1.5 million dollar logo deal but then she she (laughs) famously said like it took me a few seconds to draw but it took me 34 years to learn how to draw it in a few seconds yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite things. And I think it fits perfectly in with this idea of like Schubert writing down like a phenomenal work of art on a napkin in a coffee shop. Is that yeah. it's like, yeah, maybe he did it in a few seconds. And like people can do successes like that and have these moments of absolute genius. But it takes a lot more than just those few seconds of creating it in order to get to the point where you can do something like that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think there's so much like that preconceived notion of like, you hear the stories of like someone writing a song in a day and it's like oh then it must have not been that difficult and it's like well they've probably written (laughs) 300 songs before Mm -hmm. so at a certain point it's kind of like riding a bike for them (laughs) yeah exactly so I just thought that was a really like well-grounded way to start out the essay where she's like okay let's talk about like what people actually think of composition and then let's Mm -hmm. turn around and talk about like 
what's actually needed. Yeah. And I think it leads perfectly into like her first point of the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Which is, I love how she said it, like, learn to spell first. Mm-hmm. And she has this analogy when, I'm just going to read the quote directly because she obviously says it very well. But she said, how would we regard a writer of either pose or poetry who had not even a rudimentary knowledge of spelling, grammar, orthography, or style? Yet many people try to write music and expect to succeed in winning recognition when their sentences sentences are about as concrete as the speech of the woman who, on being asked if she could supply cornpone to a <laughs> party of hungry travelers, said, this is, just, this is just about the only thing I haven't got nothing else but. So, <laughs> which I it's it's the same point where it's like mm. and and like I said I think the first time I read that through I was like oh she's being like rude to people who are starting out when it's like no she's just pointing out that there's so many people who think that like oh they can just start and get the recognition they deserve when it's like no 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 you have to learn the tools first <laughs> like yes it's very very important in exactly. order to do that and I might anger a lot of people by saying this. I'm going to do it anyway. Um, yeah. That's a lot of the problems I have with a lot of, like, online courses. And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, e-courses and um, business coach things and stuff is that they sell this idea of, like, oh, you don't need to, like, go to college. You don't need to learn how to do things. Just, like, mm-hmm. jump in and learn on the job. And yeah. it's, like, this idea of, like, learning on the job. And I get it. Like, that's so valuable. But at the same time, like, not a lot of jobs are going to give you the courtesy of learning. And I think it's a really hard way to <laughs> learn at the mm-hmm. same time. And so it's not necessarily that you have to go to college for it. But, like, learn how to spell. Like, that's the simplest form of writing a yeah. poem, right? Is like, spelling the words. So it's, like, just figure out the tools first. Like, learn a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish before you actually jump into, like, actually creating phenomenal works of art. Totally. Or else, like, I feel like you're always going to be a, a little bit short. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, the same thing with, like, songwriting. I feel like people are like, oh, I want to write songs. And I'm like, okay, so are you writing songs then? Like, are you writing... Yeah anything are you listening to music and just like analyzing what's happening like mm-hmm. obviously I got a music degree hardly any songwriters get college degrees and they're you know very successful but it's like you have to you can't just say oh I'm gonna be a songwriter you have to yeah. I don't know write songs <laughs> yeah and at the core writing songs it's like poetry as well yeah and so it's like you've got to learn how to write <laughs> mm-hmm. like some like yeah consume that knowledge however you want to but like yeah I agree I I'm not a fan of like the messages I think I'm seeing more of online where it's like skip the learning part and just do it and just start making money immediately yeah and it's like no (laughs) like that's just not how art works I'm sorry oh man it's especially hard for me because like I don't know it's like graphic design's very technical it's a lot like music production at times so like even though it's art it like it also requires rules. a lot of rules and so it's hard when like you see people saying like oh like you don't need the technical learning and it's like oh like you kind of mm. do yeah like <laughs> I spent you might my be first... missing things here <laughs> yeah. like my first two years of college were all technical learning mm-hmm. and it is the groundwork like it is the spelling classes the grammar like the rudimentary yeah. knowledge that you need in order to be able to create something exactly and the truth is is like even like with musicians like there's a lot of people in my degree who would complain about music theory and there's a lot of musicians who don't know like music theory per se 
But here's the thing. It has never hurt me to know yeah. music theory. You know, mm-hmm. it has never hindered me to be like, oh, this is a five chord. Oh, this is a five of a five chord. Oh, and that makes sense why it's leading to this five right now. Like, that's never hurt me. I don't always actively use it but like why wouldn't you want to have as many things as your toolkit as possible just to learn as you go and like that's kind of what's inspired like my guitar lessons again where I'm like I don't have I don't know how to spell with my guitar or however Mm -hmm. you would say that so I'm gonna learn how to spell and then maybe I can actually use it as a creative outlet so I love that I think me and you have very similar (laughs) ideologies in this regard yeah And especially with nowadays, like the digital age, you don't necessarily have to pay a ton of money in order to learn how to do any of these things. Like obviously make sure you're learning from reputable sources, but like there's courses to learn like all of the programs. And there's there's like YouTube. Yeah. And like YouTube videos and online Google articles that like tell you things. (laughs) So it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I think everyone should spend a little bit more time paying attention to because it is very easy to romanticize the idea of doing something without wanting to actually lay the groundwork. I 100% agree. And I think that's like a good point too, because it's like, I don't want this to be like, so you have to spend thousands of dollars and get a college degree. And yeah. like, no, of course you not. don't. Just no. There's so many free resources and just different ways to learn and ways that are best for you. So do it and take advantage yeah, of that. Definitely. <laughs> kind of going along too with that, her next point was really just to take your own art seriously. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read this other quote too, because I loved it. But she yeah. says, if I could gather together all the young people who have appealed to me, I would say to them, first of all, begin right now to look at composition as a serious thing. And of course, fill in the blank with composition, with whatever, yeah, whatever your art you're form doing. of choice is. Yeah. I love this one, too. I think it's so easy when you're starting out to be like, oh, it's just a silly little thing I did. (laughs) I just think it's kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that she's like, take it seriously. Like, look at it as the beginning of something you really Mm want to do. And that's hard. So hard. Even still, like, I want to. It's I have to fight the impulse, I think, constantly to, like, not self-deprecate everything I create you know mm-hmm. and especially I think too with like your old stuff oh like a lot of the yes. times people really like undervalue their stuff they did in the beginning but like I think back on the book I wrote for the female graphic designers like the 15 mm-hmm. of them and their early work like maybe they wouldn't consider it their best work but it was still really good <laughs> like very influential in its own way and so it's kind of um fun to like remember I don't like there was one who like a poster she made in college was like in the book like I included it because I was like yeah because this was like the beginning of a whole new art movement and it's like yeah that's such a cool thing to see like how I don't know how early her work was influenced by the ideas of that and so it's just Mm -hmm. fun to like think back and be like no one's mad at Taylor Swift for writing her debut album so like don't be mad at yourself yourself. for having songs like that I, I think I need that reminder because it's so easy for me to be like, don't listen to my old stuff. Please don't find it. It's so embarrassing when it's like, you know what? No, I was no, 16. Yeah. I can be proud of myself for what I that was. And like also yeah. proud that I have gotten better as a 24 year old woman. 
exactly. But like you had an EP at 16, Sadie. Like that's a pretty big deal. And they're <laughs> like, pretty cute songs. They are. So it's like just be proud of like the stuff you did and like think of it more seriously. Like I, I really, yeah, I love that. The next part she covers is sources of inspiration. Mm. And this was cool because she kind of dives into where music creation comes from. I'm going to read this. Hopefully it's not too long. No, you, I honestly think you should. It's so good. <laughs> okay, cool. So it says, We cannot know except in rare instances from what exactly from exactly what source we derive our inspiration. Composers are influenced in as many ways as there are composers. It might safely be said that no two people could work in exactly the same way or would be stimulated by exactly the same impulse. That is one of the many wonderful aspects of music creation. Some writers have been influenced at once by some tremendous happening in their lives or in the world around them and have not been able to burst forth and have been able to burst forth with some musical utterance that was directly the result of circumstances. Another composer might remain apparently unaffected by even the most terrific onslaught upon all that was deepest in his life and years afterward give expression in music perhaps unconsciously to all that experience had cost him. And oh, I love that so much. And mm-hmm. I think she goes on later to say to mention that like art is either a conscious or unconscious autobiography. And Ooh, I love that. that so much. Yeah, just like, that's incredible. Yeah, because yes, oh, I just I love that. Just that quote. There's like nothing else I can even like say. She just says it so well. <laughs> Art is an unconscious or conscious autobiography. I love that. That's so true. And like, it's fun too. Like we talked about it a lot in our artistic inspiration episode. Yeah. But I love that she talked about how, like, composers are influenced in as many ways as there are composers. Yeah. Like, it's there's like no a, one size fits yeah. all here. Like, no one's going to do it exactly the same way. So, it's like, you could sit down and talk to some of the greatest minds of the world about how they do something for hours and hours and hours. You can't and at the end of the day, like, exactly. yeah. that may not work for you. Like, that mm-hmm. may not be the way that you like are stimulated and are able to create yeah you might be able to have a conversation with Mozart and still not be able to write music just because you can ask him what his process is (laughs) exactly and I think that's why it's hard for a lot of people to describe what happens in their brain because it's like it's not like everyone has the same thing happening yeah so when like art hits you like how do you explain exactly what happened there's a song that I'm coming out with later at the end of the month and like I've like often kind of pondered of like where did that lyric come from? Because it's like, it felt like a strike of lightning in my brain, right? Uh Like a certain lyric that first came to my mind that like inspired the whole song. I'd like, I can close my eyes and remember where I was because I was walking in my kitchen and all of a sudden just like this like sentence came into my brain and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to write that down. (laughs) Like what, what is that? And then that became the opening line of this song. And it's just like, I have no idea. Like, I think I was, like, finishing the dishes. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know where it came from. And it's just, and that's how it normally is. It's like, I don't know. I just had this idea and I just kept doing it. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of that clip of, like, Taylor Swift riding Getaway Car. Oh, I love that clip. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Where it's, like, it just, in the motel, like, they're just trying to find the rhymes and it's, like, took the money you stole the keys that was less than you ever saw me and they're like both in sync in that moment it's so good that's like that's exactly how it feels to like 
be inspired and like we can all relate to that but like no one can really describe what's happening in your brain like why did it all come together so perfectly in that moment yeah, in that way like, no one I knows. literally have no idea what happened I just know it did <laughs> yep and like also like just the idea that like I love how she brings up that it's like some people use it so directly to talk about their experiences or like she said years later yeah there's gonna be music that comes everything. out of him that yeah it's just your experiences and your art they're just always gonna go hand in hand no matter what mm-hmm. whether it's conscious or unconscious and like and I think that's what like that's what makes art so unique and yes. to each individual person is it's just like no human being is the same so therefore no art can obviously it's influenced but it yeah. can never be the same no, exactly. Like you could sit down and decide that you're going to paint a Pollock painting, which he does the splatters, mm-hmm. and it won't be a Pollock. It'll be no. you. <laughs> It'll be you. It doesn't matter even if you try to copy it. Like things will happen. It just nothing can be copied exactly. Yeah, that's what I love about it so much. We're gonna take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists. So this company that I am shouting out they actually popped up on my for you page on TikTok I followed them turns out they're a Utah local business who I'm already following like a lot of people who are following them already so I have no idea how this didn't pop up already because literally I am the target audience because Mm -hmm. they make earrings that the themes are forgotten women from history there's yeah there's nothing (laughs) I love more than a statement earring and obviously a main passion in my life is forgotten women from history so iconic um it's called feminescence Mm -hmm. f-e-m-i-n-i-s-c-e-n-c-e please check this out. She currently has a Frida Kahlo collection that was her most recent one. Oh my gosh, it's iconic. I like stunning, beautiful. Like, I, I am so overwhelmed. They're so it. cool. Plus, like, she has a Helma off Clint yes. collection, oh, yeah. which is so cool. And of course, her work translates beautifully into earrings. Oh yeah. I cannot wait to purchase one of these like every single year i like browsed her entire website they're all stunning they're all so beautiful and like like i was so stoked to find hilma off clint because it's not like she's obviously very i mean i didn't know who she was until we did the podcast episode so Mm -hmm. yeah i like i said i was just shocked i'm like how did it take me this long to know that this company existed turns out you know local utah company please check this out (laughs) oh man no definitely so amazing love what she's doing okay i have an embroiderer and yes it is Lindsay underscore stitches so l-i-n-d-s-a-y underscore stitches Mm. she's an embroidery artist in tasmania cool or lutra witta i don't i'm probably not saying that right um one of the things I love is that she actually, like, teaches you how to do stuff. So, oh, like, amazing. on her reels or, like, Instagram TV, she'll be like, how to do a French knot or how to do a slip stitch or how to do a satin stitch. So, like, if you're trying to figure out how to do a lot of those, like, oh. things. She has a long and st- short stitch, which is one I just have not been able to figure yep. out. I'm going to see so if she can explain you. it to me. Yes. And then it looks like she sells patterns as well. And then one oh, of her things yeah. that went viral is she did a whole like 
embroidery hoop of 2020 oh with like all the things of that year (laughs) oh my gosh this is amazing yeah so there's like chef hats and sea turtles and toilet paper and little covid viruses and ghosts and (laughs) i'm sure tiger king's in there somewhere you know (laughs) anyway it's just like all these tiny little things that make up what 2020 was so i thought that was obsessed with this wonderfully done Anyway, she has really, like, tiny work for how, like, designed it is. It's, like, incredible. So, yeah, we've talked a lot about, like, weaving and embroidery and how they need to be considered more of actual art. Because it is. There's no way you could just, like, do that without... Yeah, literally <laughs> no way. artist. Blows my mind. Anyway, so definitely go check out her stuff. It's fun to follow, even if you're not, like, embroidering on the daily. All right, now back to the show. I also love that she brings up, like, these three different parts of art. Like, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual side of Mm -hmm. art. And I never thought to divide them that way but literally like we learned in english class about like what was it like pathos ethos ethos and, and logos logos Whoa, there it is it's right here <laughs> yeah it's literally the exact same thing but i think the way she defines it is a lot easier and less intellectual so <laughs> i like it better because yeah. the first one she says like emotional which mm-hmm. she acknowledges is definitely the one i think people understand the most oh is, definitely and because it, it plays a huge part in our lives i also like she kind of went back to like we're also familiar with music, no matter if we're actually musicians or not, like mm-hmm. from our mothers singing us lullabies or she mentioned like to the funeral march that yeah. leads like we come into this world with music and kind of leave this world with music. And like even all cultures, like no matter where they've been in history, there's some type of music that's just a part of their culture and a part of their daily lives, which I was like, yeah, like that's actually really beautiful to like think yes. of it that way. It's such a cool concept. Like, I've never thought about that, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, like, everyone can kind of describe how much of a role music plays in their lives. Mm -hmm. Like, I think every girl has, like, a song that feels exactly like a breakup, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things. Like, it's all around you all the time. It's just, like, so ingrained with, like, humanity. So it's just, like, cool that she pointed that out. No, I love it. Then there's the intellectual side to which... She's pretty much said, like, this This is the side that she's speaking to in, like, the first part where she's, like, you can really only enter this intellectual side of it if you've really understood the seriousness of composition mm-hmm. and, like, taken that time to study it. Which I also like, too, like, she's not putting it on different hierarchies. Like, she's not saying emotional is better than intellectual or intellectual is better than emotional. They're all, yeah. but they're all there. And they, I think if you want to be a serious musician, you have to, or a serious artist, you just have to be aware of how these all interplay constantly with each other. Agreed. And then the last one's kind of fun because it gets to like overlap with the other two. Mm-hmm. It's the spiritual side of music. And she said that there's two points of view to this, the point of view of the listener and that of the creator. And yeah. to me, that's kind of like the emotional and the intellectual because like, the intellectual you're creating the music and the emotional you're like relating to the music mm-hmm. and um she said there is music which uplifts us to a point far above and beyond the mere emotional plane many works of bach 
Cesar Franck, Beethoven, and above all, Mozart seem to carry us to a height where we leave everything earthly behind. It's like when I hear the end of Happier Than Ever. <laughs> I was just going to, I literally was going to bring up that song when you, <laughs> when you said every girl has that breakup song. Because, oh my gosh, that song oh. is so good. Okay, why do I want a rock album from Billie Eilish so bad I, I, I need a whole album of that. Yeah. I was like, that's what. It should have been. <laughs> it's yeah, just I mean, a rock album. I like the album. I do I don't, too. I skip. I skip. But I, I I'm too. gonna be honest. Like I don't. I I like Billie Eilish. I consider myself a fan, but I have never been like a type to just play Billie Eilish's albums on repeat. You know? I did with her last one. So okay. this one was kind of hard because I was like, oh, I listened to that other one for like months on end. And it probably won't be that with this one. I have a few songs that I listen what, to. What other ones do you like? I'm curious I if like, they overlap. Uh, what's it called? The first one? Okay, Getting Older. Yes, thank you. I was like, I, I know it's older, but I can't remember the first one. I don't Getting think older. a song has actually called me out that hard in a very <laughs> long time. So I really like Getting Older. <laughs> I love that one. So yeah, I've listened to that one a lot, Getting Older, and uh, Happier Than Ever for sure. And then there was like, another one. I, I like Haley's Comet. I think that might be the other one I was mm-hmm. on repeat. Kind of a weird thing. Oxytocin, like, yeah. it gives me panic attack symptoms. It's it's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. Like, I start hyperventilating and, like, my brain starts doing weird things. I can't listen to it. I have not heard it all the way through. That's <laughs> like, fair. I can't do it. <laughs> But yeah, but like I like quite a few of them. It's just none of them really hit as much as like happier than ever and getting older do. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. But yeah, good old happily happier than ever. That song is so good. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that reminds me of like the spiritual side of music where you're just like, oh my gosh, like this. This is it. Yeah. Or like the way people talk about all too well. Like, you know, like we're all oh. just on like a different level when you're With listening to that song. All too well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I want to read this like next huge paragraph just because it's so good. So bear with me. But the question here is, shall I compose? And she says, certainly, if it means anything to you that will be worth working for. How much do you care about expressing yourself in music? How much patience have you? How much persistence? Can you face disappointment? Are you prepared to take the thing seriously or do you merely want to dabble in it? If you mean to be serious and love the work, not only for the sake of what it may mean to you as a mean of expressing your own ideas, but for the insight it will give you into the working of great masterminds, by all means enter into it. I believe there is nothing that helps us to understand the great works of genius so well as to attempt writing ourselves. Above all, I would say, try to acquire a good foundation of a well-assimilated knowledge of musical construction and the technique that is absolutely necessary. We cannot put our musical ideas into any shape that can reach other people if we do not know at least how to dot our I's and cross our T's, which is just a beautiful summation of what Mm -hmm. she you know her whole point of it and I just I just love that so much I love it too 
Like nothing will help us understand the great works of genius as attempting to do it ourselves. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Like I don't think you ever understand how hard something is until you sit down and try to do it yourself. Do it yourself. Exactly. Like every kid that's like, I'm going to write a book. And then you sit down and try to write a book and you give up after two chapters because like, it's no, hard. Like, no, thank you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> also, like, as far as, like, tangible advice that she gives is she talks at the end, too, about, like, starting with small things. Oh, my gosh. I loved this so much. To begin with small things and do them as well as they can be done. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, I think that is just such impressive and important advice that it's like mm-hmm. you don't have to write the next Great American Symphony right off the bat just like sit down and just like learn how to do the little stuff as Mm -hmm. best as you possibly can like do them better than anything else and as long as you've got that then like you'll be able and then the next step up is yeah it's easier because Mm -hmm. you already know how to do the small thing so well Uh, yeah Yeah. I love that and it's such as like practical tangible advice which I think a lot of times with like articles like this of like helping people it's like Mm -hmm. such grand big ideas that I'm like okay but like what do I actually do like what's something I can do Mm -hmm. right now and I love that like she's able to like kind of give her a manifesto of like how she views composition and art and like she inspires in this but then she can also provide like okay but here's like actually something you can do to Mm -hmm. get started right now yeah no it's so good um also kind of like a fun one we don't have to like dive into it a lot because there wasn't a lot I had to say about it but I love that she like and I think it's more prevalent than ever now is that she talks about popular music and how you shouldn't like discourage or like diminish the like benefit and importance of like popular music yeah I loved that because I think like you would think that because she has such a serious view of popular music you know of just music composition that maybe she would think herself above it but I love how and she like ends with that of kind of like Mm -hmm. and by the way like no (laughs) like don't think you're better than this you can benefit a lot from paying attention and learning from popular music and I'm just like thank you Amy Beach like (laughs) I know (laughs) I yes absolutely (laughs) and it's kind of funny to think of like a 19th century composer being like don't discriminate against popular music and you're like what was even popular back then because now whenever we think of anything from the 19th century it's just like the music classical music yes exactly like it's among the same prestigious level as many that came before it that would have been considered prestigious at that time Mm -hmm. and I think we talked about this too that it's just like Things that are popular, I feel like, go down in history and become the classical Become the person. Yeah, it's like the classic, like, you know, the Beatles. Like, they were the pop sensations, and now they're the cool, you know. (laughs) Considered, like, what? Classic? Classic rock? I don't know. But they're an American. They're a staple of just what good music is. (laughs) So I I thought it was cool that she said that. She's like, don't worry about it so much. And then um, one of the last things I love is that she ends with, keep on writing young people as much as you like, so long as you realize both the responsibility and the pleasure, and so long as you are willing to give only of your best in every respect. I feel like I, Amy Beach and I would agree about yes our ideas of music and approaching art. And so I felt a kinship with her. <laughs> no, I think there's so many good points here. And even though it was, like, to the girl who wants to compose, 
Like, I think it fits with, like, literally any kind of art that you're trying to create. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, fill in the blank for compose to to the mm-hmm. girl who wants to just create art and everything could be applicable. Exactly. So, no, very poignant, very sound advice in every way. And even just the way she talks about composition, you can tell the amount of, like, respect and admiration and experience she has with it. It's Mm -hmm. really cool. She also has like a 10 commandments for young composers that I really liked. And these ones are a little bit more, I think specific to music composition, Mm -hmm. but um, there were two in particular that I really liked. The first one is a lot of what she talked about in the article where she says, spare neither time nor strength in the perfecting of technique of composition beginning with the simplest rudiments your musical material may be perfectly under control as is language in the case of a writer of literature one must never be compelled to pause in the development of an idea through lack of knowledge or spelling or grammar so it's the same thing but you know just worded differently and then the last one of her 10 commandments is remember that technique is valuable only as a means to an end you must first have something to say something which demands expression from the depths of your soul if you feel deeply and know how to express what you feel you make others feel i love that mm -hmm. that's like kind of the other side of what we were talking about with like it's important to know the technical side but also it's Mm -hmm. like is if you only know the technical side but don't have anything else to say like that's not useful either (laughs) yeah exactly like then you're almost like creating music exercises rather than Mm -hmm. like conveying some deep message about how you feel and and I also like that she says it's like you actually need the technique in order to like tell your story and it's like and when having something to say meets technique that's when you make other people feel yeah. what you're trying to say. And I just, I loved how that love can that get so married to, much. you know, be turned into something. I think it's yeah. so beautiful. Now, one thing I really hope we don't continue to lose in kind of this DIY self-help culture um, is like the idea that technique is important. Yeah. You know what I, mean? mm-hmm. I yes. think that sometimes that tends to get lost in like this grand idea of art and everything and like that it's not necessary to know the technique and like if your art is strong enough you can create without it and everything Mm -hmm. and I think like one of the things I love about this so much is that she really kind of connects the two that it's like no you kind of have to have both like if you don't know how to write a song and you have a song stuck in your head like tough luck it's kind of stuck there (laughs) yeah like you (laughs) don't have nothing you can do (laughs) yeah So I think that that's like a really important thing to remember is that both of them are necessary and they're both equally important. And it's not to discourage anyone or like I don't want it to turn into this whole like, oh, you have to have money and go to college in order to like be good at it. No, because I don't think that's true. I just think that like learning the basics and the rudimentary knowledge of your craft is so much more important than anyone talks about nowadays. Yep, I totally agree. However, you decide to learn that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it takes years and years. And, like, luckily, college is becoming more accessible, I think, in a lot of ways. And, like, that is a great way where they literally throw everything that you, like, need to know, like, technically-wise. They're really good at the technical skills. It's a lot of the other stuff that's sometimes harder to learn. And I think that comes later. But, yeah, like, the technical stuff Mm -hmm. is important as well <laughs> I think it's like instant gratification of it's like too where it's like you see people's best work on social media and you but you don't see the years and the 
the sacrifice really to develop what they love. And so I think it's like when you see that, it's like, oh, I want to be good at that now when it's like, no, it's okay. Like let yourself be a beginner. And kind of like you said, like don't shame your past self, but it's like also don't shame your current self if you're not quite to where you want to be yet. And just like trust the process, you know, like the more you do it, the more you Mm -hmm. actively seek out learning and like trying like it's you're gonna get better like it's just Mm -hmm. just by like the law of time like you'll you're gonna get better if you do keep doing something and uh, this is kind of going back to that not shaming your past self but like I still have projects in my portfolio that I created my first year of college yeah because it's like they were done in the right way we're like I'm still proud of them and they're still there Mm-hmm. And do I have all of them in there? Heavens no. <laughs> like, True. Yeah. But I still have a few. And so I think it's one of those things that it's like, I don't know, like if you're learning and like doing it right and stuff, there's things to be proud of every step of the way. Absolutely. I agree. I don't know. Is there anything else we should say? I don't say? think so. Just big fan of Amy Beach. Loved yeah. learning about her life. And now that it's like, I feel like I'm more acquainted with her ideas. I'm so glad that we were able to like find these articles online to read still. Because mm-hmm. I think it just makes me so much more familiar with who she was was as a person, you know, beyond just like the events and biography and timeline of her life. So also, I'm going to link this article because it looks like they have multiple. Oh, really? Yeah. I went back and they have one by Mrs. Frances E. Clark. And oh, it's no called way. Music as a Vocation for Women. If you just click the back button at the bottom. Oh, that would be so cool to check out. Oh, and then it looks like it goes into another one. The Mother's Part in Child Musical Training by... And these are, like, all from, like, the early women. 20th century. Yeah, and by women, too, it looks like. So, oh, yeah. so cool. So I'll link this, like, site, specifically this um, article, but then you can go and look at a lot of the other ones as well because this, this is really cool. Yeah. Also, I have to mention as well that at the top of the article for Mrs. HHA Beach, which we will, which you now know is Amy Beach, it says, editor's note, Mrs. Beach work is too well known to require special comment here. A short biography of her will be found in the Dictionary of Women Composers elsewhere in this issue. So... Literally, she was so popular that for the article, like, obviously, I'm assuming that normally in this magazine, they would put a little synopsis of who they were. He literally was like, no, she's too famous. You guys obviously know who she is. We'll put that somewhere else. I know. Like, I that's how big of a deal too. this woman was. Oh, my gosh. I know. I was like, oh, really? Like, she's too well known. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It made me laugh so hard. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed that discussion. Would encourage you to go read the article. We summarized it pretty good, but, you know, there, there are even more quotes in there of just ways that she worded things that I just absolutely loved. So definitely mm-hmm. go read it, and we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, it's not very long either, so don't no. feel overwhelmed. It's, it's definitely creep. not like a why have there been no great women artists link. That one's like that was a very long short article. novella i know it's very long so this one's actually like a pretty easy read if you want to like mm-hmm. go take a look so we've had an idea that we think could be an ongoing giveaway that we do depending on how well it goes this month yes we want to you know give some cool things away and also we want to grow exactly and so we were trying to think of like a fun way that we could like give you something and also like you know, have it help out the podcast a little. Totally. And one thing that we would just absolutely love 
is <laughs> we've been doing these bonus book episodes of these different books we've been reading and they're all mm-hmm. pretty they're pretty easy reads like they're what yeah. like 200 page books they're good books too yeah they're really really good all the ones I have um I've bought everyone that we've done and they're all phenomenal like I yeah. think they're so great so we wanted to do a giveaway of giving away Right now, we're going to do two of them. So we're going to give away a copy of Fangirls and a copy of More Than a Muse. And all you have to do is share. What should it be? Just share Share an episode. Yeah. Yeah, Share an episode that you really enjoy on your story and just tag us so we can see it. And that's that's all you need to do. If you share it and we tag you, even if you do it without even meaning to enter the giveaway, you'll be entered into the giveaway. Yes. So and then we'll let you know. Who wins will pick one of you randomly. Yes. Who shares it. So, so there's an incentive to share it. You could win definitely. a free book. And those two, I think, will like end the giveaway for them by the end of this month. Yeah. End and of then August. the one for next month will start up again. Yeah. So it'll just so, be ongoing. Yeah. So just know that if you share our podcast, there's a very good chance that you could win a book from us. And the more you do it, the more chance you win. <laughs> Also, it may be more than a book. It may be I'm going to leave that open. But when you get when you get your box with your book, there might there be more might than be just a book. More. more than a book, more than a muse. Wow. <laughs> Who knows? It's Who just more knows? than. <laughs> show us some love and we'll show you some love. Yes, we would love it. It would be great. It'll really help us out a lot just to have more people hear about us mm-hmm. and we also want to like help everyone have more books on feminist art like why not that's really cool (laughs) that's something that we're obviously pretty big fans of so (laughs) let us help you (laughs) yeah definitely so yeah watch the instagram for that and um we'll be back next week with another episode yes another historical artist yes i'm very excited to see who we cover yeah it'll be a good one well have a wonderful week and we will see you all next monday or talk to you yeah, we'll know. be here. We'll be we'll be here. Hope you're here too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>